Hello, this is Alex Shahada from radio for the interview. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Cool. Do you want to give a brief intro about yourself? Um, sure, yeah. Um my name is Amy Cooney. I go by Ames as an artist. Um I moved to LA in two thousand and four, um, signed a publishing deal. Um and I've just been kind of plugging away ever since. It's been, you know, what it what year are we in? Um it's been almost eight eighteen years, I guess. Um I've been in, in a band, I've done a solo project, I've written for other artists, I've written for film and television, I've done pretty much a little bit of everything to, you know, continue working in music as a as a job, as a profession. So um I've kind of learned how to wear multiple hats, if you will. Yes. Yeah that is perfect for this interview because you understand both the industry side and the artist side. Um, yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> so how does money influence your music or how much does money influence your music? Um, I mean, so r- right now um, I am, I am teaching at UCLA and um, I have another kind of side job um, it's pretty steady income where I'm, I'm working for a label based in New York. Um, and so because I have those two uh, sources of income, I I can afford to to not let, um, I guess, money influence my, my own music, which is kind of a new thing. Um, and so I would say over the past two years, writing for myself as an artist, I've been able to be more self-indulgent and write things that I really, I really like and not care so much if they stream well or if they get playlisted, you know, or whatnot. Um, It's been nice to, to be able to just write what I enjoy and not have to think about um, the financial aspect of it. And do you feel like you always had that mindset or do you feel like at points in your career when you were starting off or struggling, you, um, you know, music played more of a role influencing what you were producing as an artist? Um, yeah, money definitely played into that. Um, I I was a lot more in tune with what was doing well, you know, what was showing up on New Music Friday, what was, um, what, what, what was streaming well, um, especially writing for other artists, you know, I I want that song to get cut. I want it to get released and I want it more than anything to be a single. Um, And anymore, unless your song becomes a single with an artist, you're not really looking at much income at all. I mean, um, we're past the point of CDs where, you know, you could still get a track six or seven that would do well, you know, because they bought the entire CD. That doesn't really happen anymore. You've got to get a single with an artist if you want to see anything that's, like, substantial. Um, And so, yeah, really writing, kind of writing for your supper, um, trying to make the song pop because you want it to get past the A&R, you want it to get past the manager, you want it to get past, 
you know, through the label and cut, released, and have a really, you know, be received really well by the by listeners. Um, and in that in in that way, you know, I'd be listening to whatever's popular at the time, and then kind of trying to bend my writing to fit that um, structure. So, can you describe your experience? getting signed um, with a record label and then any advice you would have for new artists or how you imagine the importance of getting signed will change or is starting to change? Um, That's a tricky question because, I mean, these days it doesn't really, in my opinion, it doesn't really benefit the artist to sign with anyone unless you absolutely need it. So the idea of being no one and then a label signing you and all of a sudden pushing you in, into being somebody, um, I don't think it works that way anymore. I think you really have to have your own following. You have to have your own, um, you know, your your monthly listeners. You really have to have your own, your machine working well already and and a label at that point is kind of like a bank um you know they'll they'll put the money into you to to push you even further and they'll you know everything is relatively in-house so you get your marketing your pr um it's a one-stop shop and it's a lot more organized and easier but um I mean, labels definitely are out to make money. That's that's what they're there for. And um, I think if you want to keep your artistic integrity and be able to make decisions for yourself, it's it's better to stay independent as long as you can. And would you feel comfortable speaking on like your personal experience getting signed? Um, I've never been signed to a major label. Um, I signed a, a small publishing deal in 2004, um, and then I was in a band, and we signed with Love, Love, Love in the UK, um, and they basically just they gave us money to um, put more content out, to, to get songs mixed and mastered, to get uh, music videos made, and they, they helped pay for like a tour, and... Um, and so it was really, like, I think that was the best use of a label in that case. We just really, we, we went to them for the things that we, we couldn't pay for ourselves. Um, and then I signed a publishing deal in 2015 with Cobalt. Um, and that was really helpful because they gave me an advance and I needed that to, to start um, you know, doing free sessions for, I did a, I did I, uh, with, I did three sessions for like two years. I just went and wrote with people, really anyone. I said yes to everything um, for about two years, you know, five days a week um, to just get, you know, get a, a solid catalog of songs. Um, and Cobalt has a creative team that's really active in, in setting up those sessions. So all of that was really useful. Like I said, I've never been signed to a major label. 
my last EP that I put out um, was through AWOL, which used to be part of Cobalt, is now part of Sony, um, partnered with another independent label called Mateo Sound. And um, that was a great experience because they really didn't, um, they didn't try to sway me musically at all. Like they just kind of let me make my EP um, and they didn't, you know, they weren't like, there's no hit. You need to have a hit song or you need to have a, a single. They were just, they were pretty open to whatever I decided to do. Uh, they paid for my PR uh, and, a, and a short tour. Um, and then, you know, whatever I made back on that EP is, it's still recouping what, what I owe them. So again, it's, it's like taking out a loan, um, and in that situation, I already had kind of the team in place that I wanted. Like, I, I knew who I wanted to do my PR. I knew who I wanted to do my marketing. Um, and so I had that in place, so I wasn't just relying on whoever they, they happened to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do you feel like – this is a broader question, but what do you think the public, like, misunderstands about the signing process or – more generally, what do you think the public most misunderstands about the inner workings of the music industry? Um, uh, God. Well, I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of people think that you know the ultimate goal is to get signed, right? Um, that's the goal, and um, and people are willing to sacrifice anything to get signed because that that has always sounded like a fairy tale. Um, but it's not. I mean, um, a lot of a lot of artists get signed, and that's kind of where their career stops. You know, um, if the label isn't happy with what you're doing, or um, they don't feel like they can release anything, they will they'll sit on you and shelf you for for years at a time. Um, and sometimes those are the most formative years in a young artist's career. You know, and their their album is just sitting on a hard drive somewhere because um, the label doesn't feel like it's strong enough to come out. Um, I know I still talk to a lot of young artists who that's, that's still their goal is just to get signed, but there's no rhyme or reason. It's like, well, why why do you want to get signed? Like, what? Why? how will that help you move forward? And a, a lot of times, you know, they don't really know the answer to that. It just feels like once you get signed, um that's you know that's when things really start moving, but it's really not. I mean, you you have to have your shit together um, before that, and that's kind of where the the real work starts. And a lot of you know, friends that I have that are signed, I mean, a lot of them aren't aren't happy, and you know, it's a constant. They're constantly on the phone with their manager. They're constantly in an argument or a legal battle. Um, and to me, it just, it, then it's no longer about music at all. It's about, you know, um, it's about contracts. It's about politics. It's about, um, you know, whose side you can get on to get your song out. I mean, it's just, it's about pleasing people that, you know, don't necessarily have your best interest at heart. Um, maybe back in the 90s, you know, getting signed was, you know, was the dream. Um, but today, there are just so many other options. And 
the industry is is you know it, like any other industry there there are corrupt there is corruption and um you just you really never know what kind of team you're going to get and um and if sometimes an artist will get signed by an A&R who really believes in them and then that A&R will get let go and the artist is stuck in the label with people <clears throat> people that they don't know uh, and people who don't really care care what happens to them i've seen that um there's just there's and then you know at best best case scenario if all the stars align you get signed to a label where everyone believes in you and everybody's willing to get behind you and um but it's just such a risk to take i think especially when you're a young artist i think it's smarter to to do everything you can on your own until you're absolutely you know you've used all your resources and you need that extra financial push to get you to the next level so you would not advise an upcoming artist to to like seek out a record label signing deal basically to summarize no not not at this point i wouldn't and would you steer them towards a certain platform to advertise their music um, in particular or just? I mean, I'm I'm not on TikTok, but I know TikTok is really <laughs> is a is a great tool to um, kind of test the waters with your music. Um, that and then, you know, Spotify is definitely the, the biggest streaming platform right now. Um, Submit Hub um, is really helpful. You can go on there and you, you do have to pay, but you can send your music to bloggers, to playlisters, um, to people who do have influence, um, and they can choose to promote you or not. Um, but a lot of times they will give feedback and so that submit hub has been really helpful. I mean, the list, the audience is different on Spotify and on SoundCloud. There's a whole different audience on SoundCloud. Um, so I have my music on both. I have my music on all platforms, but I guess um, the most interaction I have with listeners is on SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, and the cool thing about Spotify too for artists is you can really see where you're getting the most listens, you know, if, is, if your demographic is older, if your demographic is younger, are they male or female or non-binary? Um, where are they listening from? Like I have, I have a, a lot of listeners from um, like the UK when I, I've never, I've never really had a big presence there, but somehow my music, my music is a bit darker and down tempo and, I guess that resonates with with them more. So, um, just I guess finding where your demographic is, and then really trying to interact with them as much as possible. Because, I mean, there is the option of getting signed with a label outside of the U.S., and um, I've seen that work for artists as well because the U.S. is so saturated. Are there vastly different laws? or, like, guidelines for the signing process from the U.S. versus international? You know, I don't I don't know. Um, just from my... Instinctually, I'd say yes. 
Um, but I'm not sure. Okay, so this is a hypothetical world where you are given all the power. How would you redistribute the profit of the music industry and why? Oh, my God. Um, or or would you sort of respond that it depends on the artist and, like, who is contributing the most, like, songwriters or if the artist does their own craft, that sort of thing? I mean, distribution is definitely lopsided right now. I mean, uh, writers writers are the ones who, I mean, I'm a songwriter. We're the ones who write the song. Um we write the melody, we write the lyrics, and we we rarely ever get a percentage of the master. Um, and if we do, we have to really fight for it. And sometimes, um, I mean, the, the producer might be in the room putting the track together and maybe contribute a little bit, and they always get you know, a percentage of the master. It's just the writers never get any of that. And that's where the real money is. Um, and I think that would be, I guess, the first step is, you know, because the writer is, is writing the entire song, they should automatically get a percentage of the master. Um, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a fight every time. It shouldn't be, you know, I I always feel really, really uh, anxious to ask for something like that. I feel anxious about asking for a day rate. Um, in fact, um, I have asked for a day rate before, and the session was just canceled. Because <laughs> um, I, you know, my my time is worth something, I, I feel, and, and I've had enough cuts at this point with decent artists that I feel like they should have enough faith in me to, to give me $200 for the day to drive, you know, across town and, and sit with an artist and a producer. Um, they don't want to do that. Um, and, you know, the argument is that if I won't do it for free, they can easily find someone else to do it. Um, and it that is, uh, it really bums me out because, you know, the writers are the ones who, who write the, the fucking song, you know. Um, and the producers always get paid. Um, not always, but the producers get paid usually up front for the track. They They get paid their fee and the writers have to kind of sit back and wait and see if the song is even released and if that, you know, if it's even received well. Um, I I wrote a song for, for a bigger artist and they cut the song and the uh, producer got a pretty hefty producer fee and then um, the artist decided then not to release the song. And so that song right now is like, you know, I, I'm not. I'm never going to get paid for that. I mean, I can still keep pitching it to people, but the moment has kind of passed, and I'm never going to see anything from that. Whereas, you know, the producer got got compensated. It's just, it's not. That's not fair. So, do you usually like demand a profit incentive before you start writing, or do you usually just like follow your creativity and then hope that profit will accompany it eventually? 
the second option. That's the thing. You know, I don't, I'm not a business person. I'm not a manager. And I, I don't like talking money like before because then, because then it makes me nervous. Like, well, what if I don't write something that's worth, you know, whatever they give. That's why I'm not, I'm not a business person. I'm, I'm just an artist. So I'm not, I'm not really good about talking money, which is why I think I've gotten kind of more than once kind of screwed over because, um, I, I don't have a manager at the moment, so I'm the one who negotiates all that stuff. Um, and I'm very, you know, I'm still kind of romantic about it. I'm like, oh, it's all about the art. It's all about the, you know, the creativity. And um, so, yeah, I, I I can complain about it all day, but I'm not very good at asserting myself and really fighting for that, those terms to be figured out before the session. But like I said I, I feel like talking about splits and points and percentages before you even start writing, it kind of taints the the process because then they look at you in a different way. Yeah. And would you say that most, I mean, you can't speak for everyone, but do you think that this is the general mindset or do you think, um, I mean, I mean, that's just a massive struggle. The art world is like profit motivating your work, but do you feel like most songwriters, wait for a reason or just produce and then see where it goes? I think it depends on how how long they've been doing it. I mean, really, really new, fresh, young songwriters will do anything. You know, they'll, they'll do blind sessions, free sessions. Um, but then I think, you know, after a couple of years, once you kind of get the hang of it and you realize what – you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of money in it. I think uh, writers are becoming more more alert to that and more assertive. And um, I know a lot of writers who, after the first couple of years, just started saying no to everything and, unless they could at least have a percentage of the master, they could have a production credit, they could... Um, I don't think... I don't know anyone in my circle that asks for a day rate. I know people like Julia Michaels and Justin Trancher have pretty hefty day rates. Um, but that comes with their name. Like if you see, you know, if somebody releases a song that's written by Justin Trancher, it's probably going to do well because Justin wrote it, you know? Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, the newer, newer writers are just stoked to get in the in the studio, I'm just stoked to work with an artist. Um, and usually they have representation that, that kind of fights behind the scenes for them. But after a couple of years, especially in LA where, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's an expensive city. Um, I, I, I know that it doesn't last, it doesn't last very long. That sort of, you know, dewy eyed newness. Um, two more questions. What sort of like way would you create that individuals engage with and consume music? Um, I mean, that's just uh, that's that's a tough one to answer because um, there are you know thousands, thousands, and thousands and thousands of new artists 
Um, when I, you know, when I was a kid, uh, there were maybe five or six artists that I really liked, you know, um, uh, I liked uh, Fiona Apple, Alanis Morissette, Ani DeFranco, uh, Tori Amos. Like, I had a handful of, like, five or six artists that I really followed, and I really, anytime they put out a CD, I would, I would save up my money and go buy it as soon as I could. Um, and I felt really connected to those women. Um, and today, I mean, I have playlists with, two or 300 different artists, you know, um, there's not really that intimacy that we used to have. Um, and I don't, I think that social media and where we've come with technology, I don't think that that's ever going to come back that into that intimacy. I mean, unless you're a stalker <laughs> and you're just like zeroing in on one person, I think we have so many choices um, I don't know if you really, if you really, really, really like one artist and you want to support them wholeheartedly, a lot of artists have Patreon, um, and that's a site where you can pay a subscription and, um, you know, get their, their journal entries and their daily thoughts and, and special merch, um, but I don't know if this is answering your question. Um, no, it is. So you would have just individuals basically fully appreciate the artists as individuals and not just their art. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, like anything that anything that Fiona Apple puts out, I know I'm going to like it because it's her, even if it's not good, <laughs> you know? Um, cause it came from her, her head and I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, 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 that's a really tough question. Um, I think, you know, with Spotify now you can listen to songs that you really like and not really know who the artist is. Um, and that, I don't know. I have, I have mixed feelings about that. Um, that's a tough question. I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that. Um, no worries. And this is sort of sort of similar to the past question or the direction that you were taking your answer, but as an average consumer of music, how can I more thoughtfully engage with music in a way that reduces potential exploitation? Hmm. So I have a I guess I I have a handful of fans that whenever I put out a song, they immediately go and buy it on Apple Music. Um, and that means a lot to me um, just because, A, it, it, you know, I don't, I don't get paid much, but I get paid something from that. Um, and just, yeah, just that little, that little action really means a lot to me. Um, it's the same little group of fans, and like I said, anytime I put something out, they, I, before really hearing it, prob I don't, I'm not sure if they listen to it beforehand, but they always go, they make it a point to go and buy it on Apple Music, and they'll, they'll let me know that they did. 
Um, and that, that means a lot. Um, cause streaming for me, you know, just unless you listen to my song a thousand times, you know, um, I think, uh, as an artist, I get point zero three cents on, per stream or maybe zero, zero point three. Um, but to me that the fact that, that they do that and they seek it out and purchase it, uh, it means something to me. And aside from, you know, just, just streaming it or, um, you know, and, and, and pe- people sometimes reach out about merch, you know, they want to buy a t-shirt or something. They want to support me. And they always say that, you know, I want to support you. It's not like, I really want that shirt cause it's dope. You know, it's like, no, I just want to support you. Um, and, um, I have a Patreon as well. Um, I have, um, I don't have a lot of patrons, but, um, they pay a monthly subscription and um, I put up songs on there that I'm, I may not release or demos. Um, I put up lyrics. I put up little um, poems and things like that just so they can, um, you know, have things to listen to or read between. Because I don't, I don't release music very often. Um, but I write, I write a lot of music. I just don't release most of it. So it's kind of a, a place for me to show them what I've been working on and you know, what, what didn't make the cut, in my opinion, <laughs> you know, what I don't think is good enough to release, but I still, I still like. Um, so, I mean, that, I guess, in answer to question, like, what, what they're doing is, is what I hope every artist has, you know, it's that support system that just appreciates the artist and appreciates what the, the artist is doing regardless. That's all I have. Um, if there's anything that you would like to say, just based on what we've been talking about. Um, I get a lot of, like, you know, I've, I've asked a lot of kit, uh, students, or just and, and not necessarily just at UCLA, but other students that I have, I teach on the side, like I have private students, and... Um, a lot of folks still have this vision of, you know, fame and making a lot of money right away and, and going into the music business for that reason, um, you know, for the money or for the, the notoriety. And it's really not, I mean, I don't think that's going to really happen for for anyone anymore because because of the internet and social media, I mean, everybody, everybody today can have their 15 seconds of fame. Um, it's just not, it's not what anyone should be getting into it for because that's not, it's probably not going to happen and it's really frustrating. And the only way that I've been able to continue doing it after all this time is because I really enjoy it. I really love writing a song. Um, And the more I do it, the more I like it. But if I didn't have that love for it, I would have quit so long ago. Um, Because it's not not what it used to be. And that, that idea of fame and fortune is just not... It's what you might see in movies, but... It's just not realistic. I mean, 
Yeah, and I think I think having when you know when I first got into music, I didn't really have a set of goals. I didn't. I I got into it because I wanted to be a, you know a rock star, pop star. This was back you know um, when that was still a thing, and I didn't really have a set of goals for myself. I just had this really obscure vision of what I thought was going to happen. Um, and I wasn't very realistic about it. And because of that, I ended up wasting a lot of time, um, not knowing what I really wanted to do and signing things and, and working with people that I didn't particularly like because I thought it would get me to point B. Um, and I really regret that. Um, I would have done things very, very differently had I known then what I know now. Um, and so I guess what I would say in addition, I mean, just as cliche as it sounds, like if you're going to get into it, get into it for the right reasons, get into it because you really love it and you can't see yourself doing anything else. Yeah. It's interesting because like throughout this conversation, I hear, it's sort of a fine line between feeling more connected and more disconnected with the abundance of like social media that is now taking over the music industry. Yeah, it's, it's weird. (laughs) I'm, um, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I, because of social media, because of technology, I've been able to connect with way more people than I would have had I, you know, just released a CD at the local music store. You know, that was probably my best, would have been my best option in the if I was doing this in the 90s. You know what I mean? Or like going to local music stations or, um, you know, Walmart wouldn't have carried my CD. Target wouldn't have carried my CD. I would have had to just release it on maybe CD Baby or something like that. But today, even though, you know, no, not a lot of people know who I am. I'm able to release something on a streaming platform and immediately get followers and, and people that you know. I'm not playing shows. I'm not going to their city. I'm not. I'm not flying to the UK and playing in pubs. And, but people from there are listening to my music. So it, I'm grateful for it. I'm really grateful for it. But I also think it's changing our brains in a way that I'm not sure if it's a, if it's a good thing. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing and being open about all this. I, it's very interesting. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, that's, that's all I have for today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time and um, all right. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.